You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to the second ever episode of Friends of 9 to 5, where we have our friends on because our regular 90s crew are in other cities or countries. We have Mark with us. What do we talk about, Mark? Today we talked about Dungeons and Dragons, Deadpool, and R-rated superstars, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Lucifer, a fil- filmed in front of a live studio audience, X-Files, Cabin Fever, Pancakes, Dirt? What else, Scott? We also talk about the Eagles of Death Metal and their views on France. Keith will call you a dumbass. Kanye West says, Kid Cudi's new grunge album, Irish Lucky Charms versus Don Cheerios, and Mark's Weird Mangus. And this episode of 9 to 5 Friends is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Second episode of Friends of Nine to Five, Scott. Friends? Friends of I'm Nine a, to Five. I'm a friend. <laughs> Mark's a friend. First we had Jimmy, now we have Mark. We were supposed to have Sophie talking about Gen Con, and that's really all the material we had for this episode was going to be Sophie talking about Gen Con, but now she's not here. I have stuff to talk about, though. Did you know Dungeons & Dragons has a fifth edition? Yep. That weirds me out. It did. Apparently it's really, really good. Yeah, so I've heard. Have you played? Have you played I've only games? ever played the fourth. I got into it with you, Keith. I have no idea. Yeah, no, but maybe how you were like, like Teach had Teach had started a fifth edition game or whatever. Oh, I so, like, I kind of like to join, but I just don't have the time. And TJ really wants to join. Oh man, TJ is like going freaking nuts. For Future friend playing. of nine to five, TJ. Yes. Oh yes. So I want to talk He's about something boys. that is, I think, about as current as we can talk about, given the nature of our podcast. I saw Deadpool on the weekend, you guys. Mm-hmm. I saw Deadpool. Did I? Did you, Mark? No. I finally saw Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> well, we've we've done Star Wars to death, Mark, so yes, we're not going to go back to Star Wars. But, Scott, you obviously did not. I was unable to get in with the two-year-old. Apparently, it's R-rated. It is R-rated. Uh, you know what's an amazing fact about the Deadpool film? Is that grossing approximately $150 million, it is the highest grossing Valentine's Day film of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That is wonderful. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> I feel that there's um, Roger Ebert wrote a. So if you don't know, obviously, I mean, how would you fucking miss the Deadpool hype train? I think it's been. There should be a class taught on it in marketing I'm, schools. The, like. on, the only thing that I will say is that the hype train spoiled way too much of the film. Like, way too much. Like, you can basically put the entire plot together from the trailers and you're not far off like there's additional jokes really it wasn't Inception-esque it wasn't in- it, the- <laughs> <laughs> no it wasn't Inception-esque and I feel that it was kind of like and I think that it was almost done purposefully like I think that the marketing team really didn't want people to get the wrong idea about what it was <laughs> you know what I mean like they didn't want people to like accidentally think it was going to be Avengers you know so I think that they were mm. like 
it's fucking funny and it's really violent and there's some swearing and it's ridiculous. Like they kept throwing content from the movie to make sure that it wasn't misrepresented. And I think they kind of kind of tossed out too much content. Like there's only basically two action scenes in the film, and I mean, like you've seen the trailers, so you know there's like the car thing. Which, which was done before it was a movie. Which was done before the movie even happened mm-hmm. and was like the teaser. And then there's like basically the final showdown with uh, Ajax and Warlord. Like, and then you also see that in the trailer too. So like those are really the only only two major action sequences in the film and they're both in the trailer, which is kind of like a bummer. <clears throat> you okay? You're like, you look like you're about to cough again. There we go. <laughs> Everyone so, stopped. So. Ryan Reynolds is <clears throat> fucking fantastic in it. He's super funny. Like, nails the part, is continually on. And I think... Like, As anyone who saw Blade 3 yeah, knew was going to happen. Exactly. Uh, As he basically had a character who was Deadpool already. Not not and, Deadpool. That time he... Yeah, not that Wolverine movie. Not that really. time he played Deadpool. Not that, that time didn't he played count. Deadpool. Yeah, no. like, his character can, in Blade was more like Deadpool. How ruin this the most? Let's take away his mouth. Mm. Yeah, Thanks. exactly. He said in an Thanks. interview uh, last week yeah. that as that was happening, he went to the producers and said, you know what you're doing with Deadpool here and, and Wolverine Origins? There's a lot of people who won't like that. They're like, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. Like, we're, we're making an X-Men movie. We don't need you, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh. He went back to his trailer and started working again. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the only thing that I'll say is that um, <clears throat> Roger Ebert wrote a – he gave it two stars, which is pretty pretty low. I think he works on a five-star rating. <laughs> That's... What happened to his thumbs? Because he... his friend died? His friend died and he <laughs> and there got were less cancer. Thumbs. There's less thumbs. Yeah, exactly. He gave it two stars, which is pretty low. And he his critiques of it kind of mirror my own, which is, like, the entire film is marketed and sold as, like, not your everyday superhero film. But at the end of the day, you end up with just, like, a funnier, more violent, more profane superhero film. Like, they don't actually veer away from the formula of what a superhero movie is like, mm-hmm. other than just, like, bringing in Deadpool stuff, which is, like, yeah, there's meta jokes. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, witty lines. Yes, there's, like, full frontal nudity. Yes, there's the decapitations. Yes, they say fuck. But otherwise, you're, like, the hero's origin story, and then he fights the bad guy, and then he wins. He doesn't really do anything. Like, one thing that I was kind of, like, bummed out about is that he doesn't really do anything that, um, like, gray. <coughs> like, he's basically a good guy the entire time, other than killing the bad guys instead of just subduing them. Right. He doesn't do anything, like sketchy like like really sketchy because i'm like deadpool sometimes takes out the heroes just just because you know know, like sometimes in the comics he does that just to show that he still can yeah exactly that's it just being like Mm -hmm. why are you here he's like because we haven't had a fight in a while and you're like god damn. someone called me soft so now i'm gonna pick a fight with you exactly like i love uh in the civil war comics (laughs) deadpool just uh thinks that all superheroes need to register even like already registered superheroes so he starts he attacks the great lakes avengers that's his audition <laughs> that's his audition for tony stark he's like I, I can help i can help i'm gonna attack the great lakes avengers which is like the <clears> only <throat> recognizable person on that team is squirrel girl yeah <laughs> she's not really that recognizable yeah, bertha flat man yeah but is puck still alive i think puck's dead <laughs> grasshopper <laughs> grasshopper uh, classic great lakes avengers Ome- Ome- they're gonna I, be an avengers i feel like 
I feel like you just got served here. You're like, no one recognizes them. Did you recognize them? But Mark, I don't think Mark was. I confused Mark them with Alba Flight. Big Bertha. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about. No, no, Big Bertha is a Great Lakes Avenger. No, the puck is an Alpha. But, yeah, because <clears throat> they're so close. They're literally across the Great Lake from each other. <laughs> Either way, I don't think any of those characters are about to be in like the Infinity series Avengers films. And if they were ready for that squirrel girl on wins everything, it's like <laughs> the Infinity Gauntlet can't stand against. Thousands of squirrels. And then right, Squirrel Doctor Girl Doom. gets the Infinity, I don't know, fanny pack, I suppose. Yeah. Man, she's she like, would rock that fanny pack. <laughs> oh, my exactly. God, yes. she had an If it's all bedazzled with Infinity <laughs> Gems. Exactly. All over her tail. <clears throat> anyway, exactly. James Deadpool- Gunn. Call us. We'll hammer out a script. In the comics, Deadpool thinks that Tony Stark wants him to fight the Avengers who are already <laughs> registered as Avengers. So basically already report to Tony Stark and like just attacks them like crazy people. None of that's in the comic, oh, in man. the movie, I should say. Like, in the movie, D- he's basically <clears throat> a hero. Secret Invasion Deadpool. He thinks the Philly fanatic is a Skrull. <laughs> he attacks the baseball stadium. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> and I that's guess amazing. it obviously doesn't start off in the traditional sense that he, like, works for Tolliver, eventually fights X-Force, and no, goes no, no, that no, 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 no. They, they, they completely, they give him a, a pseudo... Uh, Weapon X background. Like, no, but like a Weapon X spinoff. Like it's kind of their the the way they set it up is that Ajax uh, basically runs uh, has like a serum that can like if there's any latent mutant genes in you, it'll like light them up. But then you have to like put the person through like terrible stress and torture to spark the mutation. So, and then you know, they also, like, snap on a control collar and then basically, like, sell you as a, like, made mutant with a control collar on it. They don't really discuss that much of the plot. Like, maybe it's going to be in another one. Like, <laughs> we don't actually see that happen to anyone. Like, we're just kind of like, I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, <coughs> he's going to need to fight someone who's controlled, but he only fights Ajax and Warlord who aren't controlled. So why did you introduce the idea of controlled fucking mutants with collars on? Fuck it. The end. Uh, one spoiler that I'm willing to ask about, because it's kind of minor, is Mistress Death at all in it? Nope. In it? What the fuck? You know, that'd be too fucking wonky for a first No, movie. because Although, it Bob's leads in it. into Thanos, it's, and then leads into Ajax. Bob, it's a throwaway so Bob, because it can't use Hydra, but yeah, I heard he's in it. He's like, and it's just, he's like, in the middle of the thing, he's like, Bob? <laughs> hey man, it's me, Wade. Like, I also love like how often he just refers to himself as Wade, like in the mask. Like he doesn't, he's not really in the mask for any reason. Also, that he continually calls a cab to go to his like his different drop-off points. <laughs> Fucking best. One thing though is, have you heard about the post-credit sequence? No, I have not. The post-credit sequence is like is a thing of beauty. It's just like a shot down the hallway, and then Deadpool wearing a robe being. Creeps over, creeps around the corner. What are you doing here? Yes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. it's over. Go, Go home. home. <laughs> Straight Ferris Bueller homage. Yeah, exactly. Just it's fucking it. perfect. But then he's just sort of like, oh, well, you know, like, what did you expect? Like, some crazy tie-in with the other movies? Like, Sam Jackson in an eye patch or something? We didn't have the budget to spend money on a sequence after the credits. That's crazy. But what I can tell you is that Deadpool 2 is going to feature Cable, which is exciting. I'm, like a lot of you nerds, and no one else knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's, like, <clears throat> it's good. I was like, oh, Cable. So I was like, who's Cable? I was like, 
I was like, it's basically the best like straight man, funny man duo in comics mm-hmm. is fucking Deadpool and Cable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, we don't know who's going to cast him. Basically, we just need like a big guy with flat hair. And you're like, Mel Gibson. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> like, yeah. Dolph like, would be a pretty good Cable. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren would be a pretty good Cable. Like, like the best part is I was like, man, the casting for Gable doesn't even need to be very good because he's just so straight and dull. Like That's, that's why yeah. Dolph would be really good. <laughs> you know, like, like old man, grizzled face. Mm-hmm. Like, like traumatized from a lifetime of war. <clears throat> that that's, is, or, uh, if Casper Van Dien gets really buff. Yeah. Ooh. Man, that poor guy. Casper Van Dien. You know, I feel for Casper Van Dien. Because he was like almost an A-lister? I, I really like Starship Troopers. I love Starship Troopers. I yeah, love that movie. Yeah. And then he shows up with a bit part in Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. And then... Then he's yeah, in B-movies. Kinda, yeah. He's like a B-movie star now. Yeah, but... It's I don't know. Sad. The other thing... Anyway, so Deadpool, anyway. I would say... Um, <clears throat> very good. Very excited that they actually made an R-rated superhero film and pulled it off. Like, it Did you see what James Gunn had to say about that? Wrote a big article. Uh, that he wanted Guardians to be rated R? <laughs> no, he was like, this is going to suck. Deadpool is great. Lots of fun. Really happy. Yeah. Hollywood's going to see how much money it made. And there's going to be a whole bunch of R-rated superhero movies that are not going to be as good. Because they won't be made with the passion of Deadpool. Well, but that's it. But and he wrote that, and the next day, a report came out saying Wolverine 3, studio executives are pushing to have it rated R. Just <laughs> the next yeah, but day. That's it. I, I don't give a fuck about Wolverine or whatever. Like, <clears> if, if people see like money making in an R-rated film, I like I think of like the boys, and I'm like, oh shit, I would love to see a boy. With Simon Pegg! If only. <laughs> oh, wow, but, but the thing is, with Deadpool, it's not just that it's an R-rated superhero movie, that's why it was successful. It was the star of the movie really wanting it to happen, yeah. pushing for it to be to happen. Have you heard about the... And everyone involved staying true to what made yeah. that a good story and then knowing it had to be an R-rated movie. <laughs> Not R-rated superhero movies make $150 million. Yeah, exactly. But but exactly. It's like Wolverine 3 being rated R makes... I don't give a shit about. But the fact that... Well, I'd rather have... A studio executive say, we're looking to be um, interested in making a Wolverine movie rather than we're looking to make a Wolverine movie that's rated R. Yeah. Well, for me, it just possibly opens the door to more mature comics, like I said, outside of necessarily the Marvel spectrum. Like like even like a Sandman comic or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I would, if, it's, if they made the Sandman movie, I wouldn't want it to be PG-13. It doesn't necessarily need to be like a hard R, but I'm like, if they want to do... Some weird shit in Sandman. I'd like them to yeah. like. Studios will now be like open to it. You, you can't know? walk through hell if it's not an R-rated thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even <laughs> Constantine. <laughs> exactly. Jo- uh, Constantine the TV show. Constantine the movie. I would like to see Constantine the rated R film, and I'd be like, oh fuck, Constantine! <laughs> like I'd be like, they they did it. Like I said, the boys, even Preacher, if it wasn't already becoming a show, uh, like. Transmet? Imagine Transmet. Like, there's stuff that I think could potentially get made now, knowing that you could sell a rated R comic book movie. I think. Again, I think that the message shouldn't be rated R. It's make things that you're passionate about. And I, I like that, exactly. Make things that you're passionate like, about, but not don't have just to fucking... dilute them, though. Like, that's, that's the big fucking deal, is you don't necessarily have to dilute something if it has adult content, just because it happens to be based on a comic. Like... Wolverine, Wolverine Origins didn't 
didn't fail because it was a PG. They're like, man, we should have sold Wade's mouth shut and shown his dick. And like, then chopped like, his head off. Whoa, that would have been bad. That wasn't the failing of that movie. And it wasn't, you know, profane and, and violent enough. Speaking of, it was profane, but in another way, like to my senses. <laughs> Speaking of profanity and violence, and I don't understand how no one from this podcast has gotten on this before, unless maybe you have, and I forgot. Ryan Reynolds nudity? No. Um, <laughs> Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Did you watch it? Yeah, I watched a few episodes. Watched a few episodes. You didn't finish it? I did not finish it. Your wife is like probably like one of the bigger Bruce Campbell fans I know. Yep. And it didn't grab you? I watched the first episode, and I really, really enjoyed it. I watched the first three. Okay. And I was like, okay, let's keep going. It just it drags. Well, mm. I could already sense that potentially happening. Mm. I'm like, what's the show going to be about? Because there's like five Deadite attacks in the first episode. <laughs> and I'm like, if this keeps up, it's just Deadite fighting constantly. And that's what That's what happens a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that I fucking really, really enjoy about just at least the pilot or whatever. Just like, again, first of all, when you talk about like not diluting the product where like Ash, when he realizes that he got stoned and read out of the Necronomicon, <laughs> fuck. Like that, like him going, damn, would not like that moment wouldn't sell as well. It's just like yeah. Ash being fucking 50 or whatever years old going, fuck. I was like super funny. There's a, there's a couple things they get right. Like in the second episode, he fights a deadite, and there is so much blood. Well, even there's also a lot of blood <clears throat> even in the first one. Like there's just way more blood than there ever ever should be. Like just for no reason. Yeah. The way the deadites move, like the, the the jerky like animation cuts and all that stuff. And I was like, I love the fact that I was like, that's how deadites move. Like that's how that's the reason deadites move like that is like budgetary reasons. And they're like, if we cut out frames of animation, it looks kind of spooky, but. And they don't. They could do anything now. Thirty years later, but they're like, "Nope, that's how they move now." Like, and the deadite makeup being like exactly the same, not looking very good. Like, but that's what deadites look like. White so. contact lenses and lots of yelling right at the camera lens. <laughs> exactly, extreme close-ups and stuff. So yeah, I, I had a good time with the first episode. I could see potentially where you're going, but I'm surprised. That it's the, uh, we we chained a couple even at short episodes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna. I need I need something to happen, so I'm gonna watch something else right now. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I, hate it. I just like let's keep it going. <clears throat> Have you guys watched any Lucifer? No. No. Tell us about Lucifer, Mark. Well, okay. My priest Have you ever read bad. any of the Lucifer comics? No, I'm ignorant of everything Lucifer except for the Bible. Okay, so well, but you know it's a offshoot of Sandman, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, they really they stopped. I mean, okay, so. The Lucifer comics are actually not by Neil Gaiman okay. because he sort of gave away the rights, I guess, to someone who he believed could write some stuff. And yeah. those Lucifer comics are very well done. Okay. Like, there's incredibly interesting stuff. Uh, at one point in the comics, he actually gets to make his own universe, and there's this gigantic philosophical topic where he's like, oh, so this is what God was thinking. Because I don't understand that now. Okay. And the, but, of course, everything goes fuck wild. Well, because he's Lucifer. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in the show, there's some things which really... They're going really mainstream, and they do a few hints to Gaiman's work, but it doesn't really work out. So, uh, you've read Sandman? Yeah, yeah. Yes? Okay. So, at one point, he in the first episode, he shows his eyes move, and he has the Corinthians eyes underneath. Okay. So, the little grabby jaws. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's a shout-out. 
uh, you're sort of making it look as if that is naturalized, but no, that's another character's. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is Lucifer seems to really enjoy having sex, which you're like, no, he's though he's male, and I'm making quotation mark fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an angel. He doesn't really care for sex. That's definitely not one of his things. Yeah. yeah. So that was sucked, and then the whole thing is based around how there's this one hot detective who he can't use his powers on. Okay. So, so one hot kinda, detective is immune to the powers of Lucifer. Yeah, which is uh, to bring out people's desires. The nice thing is that he sort of talks about, like, no, sin is something different. I just yeah. bring out desire, right. which that follows a bit of a Neil Gaiman line. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The, and then in the What's latest the show, episode, What network is it on? Like, who makes it? Uh, I don't know. A... I have, is it like I have a major antenna. Network or? <laughs> <laughs> I have antenna, so I get that. Yeah. So, Weird. whatever the Flash and League of Tomorrow is. Okay, so it's like CW? a network show then. So yeah. it's on, with, on CTV, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. CW. And it's yeah, it's right CW. after X Files. Huh. Is anyone watching the new X Files? I watched some of it. The last one was real weird because they had young Mulder and Scully, but not them, the replacements. And Scully is, I'm pretty sure the. Uh, the daughter of Six Feet Under, like the red-haired girl. Okay. And she's called Agent Einstein. Huh? Lucifer's on Fox. Fox. Like the CW. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a real weird place to put a show like Lucifer. Like, to put anything based on, like, a Neil Gaiman thing, Fox. Huh. Yeah. Thing like that. Yeah, have you watched New X-Files, Scott? I have not. I'm trying to catch up on old X-Files, because there's, like, three the, the, seasons of it I've never watched. You saw that email. The last three? Yeah, without Fox, uh, Mulder. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean that's all right. I, uh, I I literally stopped I like watching after the first movie. movie. <laughs> I was like, and then there was more seasons and another movie. Sarah and I were talking about going back and rewatching it, and but I was like, I want to print out that list of canon episodes, <laughs> and it's like you could get through it probably watching twenty or thirty episodes, right? Like just like watch all the. Lone Gunman stuff, uh, Cigarette Smoking Man stuff, the Black Oil stuff, the Alien stuff. Like, there's a list of like. I'm I'm rewatching it because I when I watched it like what ninety one ninety two no, I was no, 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 no. the 90... early stuff season yeah, one and two stuff was like early early nineties. I don't think yeah it was like more like ninety four I think ninety four ninety five. No, I think the movie was ninety five. No, the movie was ninety nine, man, for sure. The first movie. First movie. Let's do the internet. I don't think it was if 91. Was I don't think it was that early. Super early, man. No, because it only ran for like 11 or 12 Netflix. seasons, and it ended in the mid-2000s. Like, it, did, it, ended, it ended way later than you think it did. It ended like six years ago. <laughs> no, maybe not no, six years ago. More like eight years ago. I feel like the last season, my guess on the last season is 2007 or 2006. That's uh, my guess. Mark, when did the last season stop? That sounds way late. I know. Uh, 2000. 2002? Scott? Yeah, one or two, and I'm looking it up right now. It's way later than one or two. 2002. Okay, damn it. <laughs> well, when did it start? 1993. 1993. Okay. I said 94. So it started in 93, uh, <coughs> ended in 92, so nine seasons. Yeah. And the 10th season is right now. Yeah. So yeah, like, I was in the middle of high school, right? I was like... Yeah, yeah. My, grade, uh, my grade eight, grade nine, when when it was on TV. So my high school girlfriend was way into X Files. And then, like when I watched them again, it was those two episode VHS tapes. So it wasn't yeah, yes. definitely wasn't the season. The season. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And uh, when they were released on DVD, I was like, I am not going to pay seventy bucks for for X Files season one. So, 
it's nice to like go and catch some of those episodes that I haven't seen since they were on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't 20, know. Two never years ago, really, really did it for me. Like, I, I enjoyed them, and I mean, like I said, I certainly watched them. Like I said, my girlfriend in high school was really into X Files. She religiously watched them every Sunday as they came. She was out. really into Scully. Yeah, but I mean, also Fox. Yeah, <laughs> like and. I was just like, so I ended up watching a bunch of them, but it was, I was never like, this is my show. This mm. is my jam. Like, I was always like, eh, okay, they're, they invest. It's like, a lot of it is Monster of the Week. Like, mm-hmm. and then every yeah, now but and that's they- not even terrible, though, because they're actually investigating cases. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. It's like, like, they're not out to save the world. Like, yeah, doesn't- exactly. They're, they're, they're covering the yeah. X-Files. Yeah. That's like Fox's <clears> thing. <throat> And they did one sort of thing, which is a bit of a trope now, but worked really well for them, and they're using it in the new season, which I appreciate, but no other show should really be allowed to do, <laughs> is that it's like, okay, crazy things are happening. Why are they happening? I don't know. This is real life. It happens. Figure it out after the fact. Yeah. So, because Fox has come up with some sort of crazy idea, like, oh, maybe it's brainwaves have actual weight or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But it's just... You're an FBI agent. This happens. Yeah. That's what you have to deal with. Yeah. So it was never super heavy on the explanations. Sometimes, yes, and it helped, but you could always leave with a grain of salt, which is something I really appreciate because all, all reasoning is exactly that. Like, this is what's happening. Figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they, would, they would approach kind of like – they would often approach like solving a murder as just solving the murder, not like let's find the alien. They're like, we need to stop people from dying mm-hmm. is what we need to get done. Like – how like what's killing them is not necessarily the super important thing, whether it's like a <coughs> biological monster or an alien monster or a supernatural monster or chupacabra, what, whatever. A the psychological th- monster. I love that every now and then, watching the, the episodes again, Fox is like, "Yes, I'm a profiler." Like, by the way, yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything too super supernatural here. This this guy is just creepy, yeah. and uh, he's got some kind of thing. And the local detective is like, nah, he's just a crazy guy. And he's like, no, you should look for this and this. And... Oh, but that's crazy. Speaking <laughs> of going back to series, did you hear that inexplicably, for no fucking reason that I can understand, they did a near shot-for-shot remake using the same script, but with 40 pages cut out of it, so they condensed the script, nearly shot-for-shot remake of Cabin Fever. <laughs> What? what? Fucking why? 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 You know Cabin Fever, Scott. They still have the kid doing yes, the pancakes. Yes, they back still. I was pancakes, like, that was my first right? question. Like my buddy was pancakes. like, "That's all I know from Cabin." <laughs> I was just like, is pa- "I was like pancakes." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Only now it's a boy." And I was like, "I kind of always thought it was a boy." That kid's pretty like androgynous, and he's like, "Was yeah. it a handsome boy?" He's like, "Yeah, it might have always been a boy." Yeah. But yeah, so some dude Eli Roth produced it because I guess why not. But, like, some guy was like, you know what really needs, like, a remake? Cabin Fever. Are you going to reimagine it? Nope. Same script, same dialogue. Like, I'm going to cut stuff out of it. Because, man, that movie dragged. Yeah, but I, but, but then I'm like, also, I'm like, if you cut 30 pages out of the script, that was, like, the, the, like, the tongue-in-cheek dialogue and stuff was, like, one of the reasons it worked was that it was kind of a parody. Like, it's almost, like, almost proto-Cabin in the Woods, almost. Like, it doesn't go at meta mm. as Cabin in the Woods, but, like... Cabin Fever is like a actual horror film with like an undertone of like 
parody and like running through the tropes and like whatever you know like mm. it kind of has that going on for it so but i'm like so if you're cutting script but not cutting story you're just like cutting out the dialogue and the dialogue is like part of what made it work anyway if you go on rotten tomatoes cabin fever i think is ranked like 63 percent, which is not terrible for horror movies horror movies you can always like knock like because the acting was terrible yeah exactly as general terrible. Rule. the effects aren't that great they may do with whatever they could so anyway original cabin fever 63 percent New Cabin Fever, coming in at a strong zero. It's <laughs> 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 like remaking a movie that was scored 60% gets you a zero. Uh, but like so soon. Yeah. and like So soon. It, and it's not exactly like a classic. You know, like it was like. No. It's like Nightmare on Elm not... Street. Man, remake number one, same <laughs> script, same. That'd yeah, be crazy. Yeah, I'd want to see that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but even then, uh, but like just just like for the nostalgia, just be like, oh man, they, they remade Nightmare on Elm Street with the same script. Yeah, but, but I, I, I would check that out. That sounds really, that sounds like it'd like, be really those weird. Are notoriously sloppy projects. Like remember Psycho? Why did they remake Psycho? Like really shot for shot. Well, that was like that was like an art house experiment. Yeah, remaking the film Psycho shot shot for, for shot, shot with one additional shot where. Uh, Norman touches himself when he's looking at, like, I forgot her name. Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh is the yeah. actress, yeah, but I just, I literally just saw Psycho, like, in theaters. <laughs> Not the one with Anne Hesh, though. Anyway, Marion? Might be Marion. Anyhow, yeah, exactly. Like, th- that one additional thing, because apparently that was in Hitchcock's original script, was that he, like, touches himself. So it's, like, one of the first hints that Norman is a creeper is right there. Right. Like, other than the fact that he's spying on her through a hole in the wall. <laughs> you know, other than that. But As you do. Because exactly. before you thought he was just doing it to you know, keep an eye on her that she's safe. Have you guys... And check the, the wall hole. Yeah. Make sure it hasn't like, gotten Is the wall hole still okay? Mm-hmm. Have you guys... This is, I have no segue for this, but I kind of want to talk about it. Have you guys been paying attention to the Eagles of Death Metal thing that everybody got mad about today? No. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit, no. Where you... the guy said that, like, if uh, people in France had guns. Okay, so, yes, and that's what everybody is, like, attracted to. So, Jesse Hughes, lead singer of Eagles of Death Metal, uh, is, like, an NRA member who supports Trump and whatever else. And everybody's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I was like, first of all, I was like, the guy basically, like, lives in, like, a jean jacket and, like, grew up in the desert and thinks is a crazy person. Like, I'm like, him having crazy political beliefs, I'm like, in no way shocks me. Like, if you, if you looked into who this dude is. And I'm like, also, the fact that the only time I've ever been out in the Palm Springs desert, I shot guns. Like, everybody has guns in the desert. It's just what happens. And you're like, why are they? And they were like, let's shoot the 22 because it's not a real gun. Like, to them, it's a BB gun. You're like, why are there guns around? And, like, almost reasonably, they're like, you live in the fucking desert coyotes will come up and steal your shit mm-hmm. and they're like there's no cops to call because you live in the fucking desert like a cop will take you like an hour to go there so if you see a coyote circling around your fucking tiny little plot of land whip out your gun and just fire off a few warning shots and send it scattering and i was like that's super weird to me as a canadian but not that weird as like a fucking desert person apparently everybody in the desert has a gun so yeah i, I saw my max kind of hard exactly then additionally, and everybody's like, oh, he's stupid, and he's dumb, and whatever. And I was like, you clearly didn't watch the interview. If you watch the interview, he's in tears most of the time, super shaken up about everything. He, like, the quote that kind of like stuck with me was he was like, 
I don't know how else to explain it. He's like, either nobody has a gun, which I'd be more than cool with, or everybody has a gun. Because he's like, what happened in Paris was only the bad guys had guns, and 90 people died in front of me. Hmm. And I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, I disagree with you, but I'm like, if I'm a guy who like I own guns and all that stuff, and I'm that guy, and then people show up in the middle of my show, and just open fire into the audience, and 90 people die, and like so many more are injured, and everything else like that, I'm like, man, if I had a gun, I could have stopped that. Like, I would probably be wrong, and I know the statistics show that like <laughs> that's not the case. But I'm like, if I'm a pro gun guy, I don't think that's like a crazy thing that he thought of. You know what I mean? Like. You, I don't know if you like get where I'm coming from. Like, I was like, people are calling him an idiot, and I'm like, were you there? Were you there when you were in the middle of performing a song and dudes ran out with fucking machine guns and shot out into the crowd that you were right in front of? I'm like, that's gonna fuck up your opinion of who should have a gun and who shouldn't have a gun. Like, that's gonna like you're like, oh, what a dumbass! How could he say such a thing? And I'm like, because people died in front of him while he was trying to do a show, and I feel that you get a little bit of a pass on. Having a different opinion. Like, but I don't think it was that that made everyone upset. There was some sort of really stupid thing that he said, which no, no, no. was to the effect of, he said that, uh, I've never seen anyone with a gun in their hand get into trouble. No, 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 no. Uh, he, he did. He made like a dumb... Like he, 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 his interview wasn't the greatest, but if you go watch it, he's like shaken up and crying through it. So anybody mm-hmm. who's thinking like these are like measured quotes okay. from a guy who's like, that's what I'm saying. Like He, he did say stuff, but he was like... France's, like, gun control laws didn't protect them that night and whatever else like that. Like, he he has some, like, quotable bits that you're like, eh, buddy, like, chill out a little bit. But then if you go and watch the interview, he's, like, teary-eyed and shaken up and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, he probably shouldn't be giving this interview. Like, I don't know what kind of, like, PTSD is going on from, like, two months ago when (laughs) people got shot up at a show that he was playing. Like, and then they're like, oh, what an asshole, these quotes. And I was like... The dude had a pretty weird time, you know? Like, apparently there was, like, there was, like, a terrorist backstage who literally had a gun and tried to, like, lower it at him in the hall and, like, banged it into the doorway. And then then when they shut the door, shots got fired through the door after they made their way. So he's like, a doorway might have saved my life. Like, because the guy couldn't get his gun down. He, like, banged it in and then we kept running. You know? And I'm like, I'm going to be, like, fucking talking random shit when I'm, like, remembering (coughs) those facts. And everyone's like, what a piece of shit garbage fucking gun-toting maniac and i'm like relax like uh, i haven't seen the interview but my my opinion would be like maybe the interviewer should have said hey let's turn off the cameras for a minute maybe get your, get your shit together <laughs> get your shit can, together jesse hughes we, we can talk again in five minutes yeah, you know you maybe. want to buy water wait, wait, <clears> you, <throat> you know like, no, that been his a, couch won't Obviously, makes sounds. That could have been a thing. Going. Yeah, it it could have been, but I, but I also kind of get the impression that he maybe wanted, like he's like to cry. Yeah, almost like he's like almost crying from the get go. Like he he was probably like probably got shooken up in the pre-interview, and then we're like, you want to keep, you want to do this, and he was probably like, yeah, like he's like puffy-eyed right away. I don't know. Like I think the I think there's a lot of interviewers out there who are just like, this is gonna get me hits. Right. Probably, but anyway, my my whole opinion is that yes, I don't agree with him on gun things, but I feel that just like immediately dismissing him as like an asshole is kind of like symptomatic of that whole thing where you're like anybody who thinks differently from me is a dumbass. <laughs> you know, like I was like people can have different opinions and opinions that I no, they can't. Y- you know, you're a dumbass, Keith. <laughs> you know. Dumbass. 
But like that. But like that's like super insular thinking. I'm like, like there's people that support Trump. Like, you know, like not that. Like Jeb Bush. If you went to JebBush.com, uh, I saw that today. That was so good. Like Jeb Bush. But you know what I mean? And I'm like, those people are, like, to me, very clearly wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean they're idiots. It might mean that they're, like, they misunderstand what's going on, and they haven't seen all the facts and whatever, but that doesn't, like, they're not necessarily, like, idiots. They're yeah, just I, probably misinformed. I completely agree with you. It's as if you, when you get people who, <clears throat> let's say, are Trump supporters, right? Yeah. And it comes down to s- certain things that they're, well, some of the stuff that I've heard is that they're really afraid of. Yeah. And you're like, okay, you really lack empathy for your f- fellow human beings, mm-hmm. and you basically live in this like this small white bread town, yeah. and that's all you care about. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if that's how you want to live your life, as long as you don't really impact the people around you, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah but yeah. and I can see it, but you should not really be making international policy when you think every single other person is the other and needs to die because they're not you. Oh. For like, sure. Yes. <clears throat> but but the thing is, though, is that you're not going to actually win anybody over to, like, a reasonable way of thinking yes, by calling them a dumbass. Exactly. No, that's completely true. You, you have to understand where they're coming from, why, and say, like, okay, but what about this? M- they may not want to listen to you at all. Yeah, exactly. But you like, have to make like, the attempt. It's, I mean, we've all had girlfriends or wives, and <laughs> it never works out when you go, why are you angry? You go, you're angry. <laughs> I, I understand this. this. And... Let's just work through reasons why. Yeah. And what was the the the, the thing that the there's like a um, there's like an article that I was reading. They were like, I have a fun game to play, and it's called Unpopular Opinion, and it's someone has to like vocalize an unpopular opinion, and no one else can disagree with them, nor even present facts that like disagree with them. They can only ask questions about why that person thinks that way. Hmm. I, I call that 90s with Keith. <laughs> <laughs> you guys argue with me and tell me I'm wrong all the time. Because you're a dumbass. <laughs> uh, 90s, unpopular opinion. <laughs> I'm defending. I'm defending the NRA in this episode. <laughs> that shit happened. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, it just it really it got my Jimmy's Russell that everybody was like, this guy's an idiot, and I was like. Zero sympathy for the fact that this guy saw fucked up shit happen right in front of him. Like, Sorry for the weird cut there, everyone. We just had to edit out the last five minutes of Keith chanting USA again and again. And then Trump no matter between. our protests. It was very odd. <laughs> so USA. you might have noticed a little glitch Trump there in the audio. <laughs> USA, Trump 2016. But it's the same problem I have when you get Trump. anyone Trump. on um, <laughs> any sort of network or whatever, and they say all such are this. Like, if you say all Republicans, whatever, and unless it's a really specific thing, like, the Republican Party in general is not pro-abortion, it's like, is anti-abortion, they're like, okay, yes. But if you say all Republicans are dumbasses because they think this, and you're like, no, no, no. That's, that means you're, you're, you who are saying that are actually narrow-minded and dumb and not Anyway, like I said, I I feel kind of bad for, for Jesse Hughes getting strung up like this. I'm like, he's not a politician. No. He's just a weird dude from the fucking. <laughs> He's just a weird guy from the desert who made rock and roll music and saw some fucked up shit, and now everybody is like, and he and then like and then was back like went back to Paris two months later to finish the show right like slash play a whole new show and that's and then yeah. on top of that the show that they played they had uh, some psychiatrists and psychologists like on hand if anybody 
have got like shaken shaken up or even just wanted to talk and they were like if you want to come and just talk and not even go to the show you could do that and whatever like fucking super cool stuff and you're like you loves guns <laughs> like i was like god damn it <laughs> like, i was like he just has a different opinion on you guys like and like he even says it in the interview he's like i'd also be cool with a world where nobody had guns like he's not like we need guns to live like they're right <laughs> you know like all right a bit of a segue in that uh, like a popular opinion, forward. yeah. In um, how someone says something and then everyone is displeased with them, uh, I am also displeased. My question is this: Is Kanye West a fucking persona? Because I really hope he is. Because I don't understand how a person can be like this. <laughs> Kanye <laughs> it West scares is the me. best. And I'm like, Kanye. He, what did he say? He's like, Hey, Silicon Valley guys, you know. Why don't you give money to me instead of those schools in Africa? You're like, you're like, what? What? Kanye West? What? And then right the he next day, Bill Cosby recently. Yeah, and then the next day he's like, <clears throat> um, okay, so now all these publications. So he says like three pub, uh, no, four of them. It was like New York Times, something else, Pitchfork, and whatever. He's like, you, you people are uh, white run, so you are not allowed to write on uh, rap music. And it's like, you just showed that you don't give a crap about black people, really, because you said, don't give money to people in Africa, give them to me. I don't because you're 53P. He, I feel like, here's my whole thing with Kanye West. I really feel that, like, his agent or someone in his management is just sort of like, every dumb thought you have, just tweet it right away. Don't even... Don't even think. See, I like, hope so. <laughs> just, like, just like, I even if it makes no sense, even if you're like, wow, that was a dumb thought, just shoot it out there. If you want to get up on stage anywhere, do it. Like, in the middle of a basketball game and you want to, like, walk into the middle of the basketball game and just, like, talk to someone, go ahead. Wait, Take a shot. That? Did you no, do that? No, but, okay. like, but you wouldn't be surprised. Like, no. Connie just walks onto the court in a Lakers game and fucking does a layup. I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, count it <laughs> yeah, exactly like score gamers would be like uh, two it's good <laughs> before the buzzer like I just really hope this is all because of his new <clears throat> album like that he wants because like is he really was 53 million dollars in debt because of his clothing line someone told me that one of his shirts actually he tried to sell it for a thousand dollars a shirt which is like okay that's crazy who would do that but well, top maybe he designers. maybe I, he is like that nuts, and I'm just like he was. He no, was on. How can be so disconnected that they? Like, he was on Jimmy Kimmel this week and gave just the most amazing lecture on being creative, just perfectly articulate, articulate and inspiring and amazing. It was just like really, yeah. It was it I was a good five minute diatribe where Jimmy did not interrupt him or make a snide comment and let Kanye talk. And it was amazing. He was just like, yes, you do not get to tell me that I have to go make a rap album because I'm trying to do something in fashion because I'm a person and I can do that if I want to because I couldn't do that 15 years ago. <clears throat> and yes, I have a lot of money right now, but I'm interested in doing that. And I didn't just decide to do it. I, I spent hours and hours and hours 
learning and researching and fabrics and manufacturing yeah, and yeah, design, yeah. and I studied it. It's not something I walked into and said, here's a bunch of money. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It was this amazing rant of like, and, and anyone can do this, and anyone should do this, and yeah. there should be no limits on the decision to be creative from anyone. <laughs> and if you are interested in it and you're ready to work at it, then you should be able to do that, and you shouldn't listen to people who say, no, you have a job. Go back to your job. Because if you've got the dream and the desire <laughs> and the ability to put the work, and it was just this non-ending, non-stop, conscious, concise point on being able to work at being creative but and i mean like, and i'm watching it and i'm just like someone hand him a water bottle <laughs> oh man <laughs> now i gotta be responsible for this water bottle <laughs> yeah exactly i i think that he just is told explicitly that he can i feel that there might be a certain element of him just being like man i wonder what'll happen if i say this if i do this What's what's the repercussion? Like it's a, kind of a, a what do you call it? Like a Joaquin Phoenix sort of thing, or just being like, I'm gonna grow my hair, wear sunglasses, and act crazy for a while, and just see what happens. Only Kanye might not have an endgame. He might just be like, I do whatever. Well, and, I mean, and like, see what happens. It ended up with him having a kid with Kim Kardashian. Like, this is a was, long life experiment of, of people doing whatever. We talked about this not on the podcast. Uh, Kid Cudi brought out an album in late 2015 called Speeding Bullet to Heaven, which is a complete and total, like, I guess, not even, like, tribute, because, like, a tribute would be more, like, akin to going back to something. It would, this album would be, like, exactly right released in the 1990s grunge scene. Like, it is a grunge album (laughs) written by Kid Cudi. No rapping whatsoever, just like distorted wailing guitars, uh, like kind of the melodic sort of singing of like Kurt Cobain esque. It doesn't sound like Nirvana, but don't think, don't think that. I heard that Courtney Love's trying to get in touch with him. Like, that's that's how much of a grunge album it is. And uh, to to make it feel even more nineties ish, <clears throat> Cuddy commissioned audio sketches from Mike Judge from Beavis and Butthead. So like in the <laughs> after like two or three tracks, I'll be like. Huh. <laughs> that song was awesome. Yeah. No, <laughs> Cuddy, you've made the best album of all time. Like, and you're just, uh, <clears throat> and you're, just you're like, listen to it, you're like, could this be more like from 90s. the 90s than like weird Beavis and like distorted wailing grunge stuff and then like Beavis and Butthead interludes, every, like not just one, but like throughout the album, Beavis and Butthead keep coming back because they're like listening with you. Like, then they do shrooms. They're like, let's do Cuddy's shrooms. And then, like, <laughs> and they're like, the next time they come out, they're tripping balls. Like, <clears throat> fucking crazy. If you love, if you like grunge music and you grew up listening to the buzz in high school. <laughs> I was going to say, Captain Staff is made out of buzz cut. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> it. Like, Captain Staff and Picard and Matt Grasso <clears throat> are, like, spinning tracks off of Cuddy's new album <laughs> <laughs> while I'm listening to it in my basement in high school. <laughs> it's fucking really good, but so <clears throat> weird. And obviously the hip hop community was like, "What the fuck is this?" And Cuddy was like, "Man, he's like, I listened to this music growing up. Also, you know, like, hip hop was the first thing that worked out for me. But like, this isn't the only type of music that I'm interested in, and it's not the only type of music I'm interested in creating. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just gonna do this." And he did it really well. It wasn't, it wasn't 
uh, what was what am I trying to think of? Uh, Lulu. It wasn't Lulu with Lou Reed and Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a switch gears and what the fuck is this? It w- it was really 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 good. Like going back to Deadpool, put some passion in it. Yeah, doesn't matter it was, if it's different. Yeah, exactly. You do, fucking can work it out. So what else you guys got going on? All right, I got uh, two possible topics. One I've really enjoy. Actually, no, both I extremely enjoy. <laughs> let me let me rephrase this. <clears throat> the one next is topic a, one is, is a work thing. Mark talking Do about you, things he enjoys, yeah. but not actually getting to the thing. Nope. <laughs> okay, so I have a um, an Irish guy at my work. His name is actually Seamus, and I was like, Seamus, do they have Lucky Charms in Ireland? He's like, I think they do, but I've never seen them growing up. And he's like, you know, it's it's you mean like pretty Lucky Charms trees, like growing. No, up? No, no, like Lucky Charms, the cereal oh. boxes. And he's like, you know, they're they're pretty racist. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. And I was thinking, to hey, ask- hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. How are Lucky Charms racist? Well, okay, not like racist. by that by that okay, notion, no, Count no. Chocula is racist to like Romanians. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's <laughs> yes. let's not. Okay, I guess racist <clears throat> maybe is too strong a word, but very very stereotyping. Yo, yeah, extraordinarily stereotyping. And I was thinking, could you guys come up with a cereal for Canadians that if it was here, like let's say they have it in Ireland, but we found out about it and be like, man, no, that's not cool. Like, no, we're, you can't just take this and make it into some sort of cereal. Yeah. Totally. I, I was Beaver and, maple you know, can, hockey sticks. Because I was <laughs> thinking, <laughs> like, like... Knuckleheads. Yeah. yeah. Knuckleheads, like the pucks. maple cereal with yeah. marshmallow pucks. That, that or... <laughs> what was God it? Damn it. Um, but maple-flavored... No, maple and pot-flavored um, gay marriage licenses. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there, there's Canadian. <laughs> loonies. Don, <laughs> but it's actually loonies? <laughs> I got I got it. I got it's it. like crushing your teeth. I got it. Don Cheerios. Don Cheerios. <laughs> Don Cheerios. <laughs> That's, uh, That's the perfect. box is all plaid. <laughs> yeah. And every week it changes. Like exactly. Just, the the, 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 like the box changes constantly yep. every time there's a print. <laughs> You're like, oh, God. It's not sold in Europe. <laughs> Oh man, yes. That, that's uh, yeah. I don't think it's like I said, super stereotypical. <clears throat> I don't think it's necessarily racist. You can't say yeah. leprechauns are racist. No, in, unless there actually are leprechauns there who are literally like, <clears throat> I'm actually, you know, seven I, feet tall. And I am born a leprechaun. Yeah. And it, what was your other thing, Mark? Uh, my other thing is, I'd like you to, guys to inform me because I think you have more understanding of Western comics than I do. And what Scott is the does. Hmm? what is like <clears throat> the furthest thing away that you've read from superhero stuff? I love superhero stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, you know, it, that's what I grew up on and it's great. But I read a lot of manga, and I've just wrote a list from my head of like the top seven craziest fucking storylines that would never happen here. Like, they don't even make sense. But okay, but wait. If you want to remove hentai from that list, no, that done. <laughs> Yes. No. It's, it's all they're, tentacle they're, rape. They're, they're, it never happens yeah, in Western like, comics. It's like no tentacle rape, and it's there's, all. There's a Marvel comic that has some boys? tentacle rape. <laughs> the daughter's a dragon that? cover. Yeah. Uh, Misty Knight and Polly like, <laughs> like, But I don't want to cure cancer. I want <laughs> to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> Sauron. What? Oh yes. 
That happened last year. <laughs> yeah, Sauron came up with a plan to rewrite humanity's DNA to turn everyone into dinosaurs. Spider Man said, alive again? Spider Man says, if you can rewrite DNA, why don't you just cure cancer? Sauron's reply is, I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. That <laughs> Shut up, Spider Man. <laughs> is a perfect thing. I don't know. For <clears> this <throat> thing from superhero comics, or like pretty much anything published by like. Arseface? Arseface and Preacher. Yeah, this is a guy. Yeah. There's at least a hero arc. But, but I mean, but like, and you have like powers. But like, if you if Religious you want to go powers. like strangers in paradise, strangers or, uh, in paradise, there's nothing. Why the heroic. last man? Yeah, that was. Yeah, why the last man? Or, or Walking Dead? <clears throat> yeah, but Walking Dead even still has heroes. Even but I'm saying there's even stuff that doesn't have heroes in it though. Like I said, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Is, yep. There's no hero in Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Squee is also up there for similarly. Girl Scout, the Jim Mafood stuff, is just mm-hmm. gun-toting mm-hmm. drug dealers who suddenly fight demonic... I'm a, I'm a little confused on the question. I want it to be narrowed down. Do you want, like, the weirdest thing that's ever happened in a yeah. superhero comic? Like, no, 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 no. The furthest from a superhero comic. Like, because like, it seems to me that the <laughs> medium of comic in Western society is really superhero-based. So give me some examples of something that's not, like, why The Last Man? That was, I mean... He's not necessarily a hero in it, but like that's different. It doesn't have someone who has superpowers, and that's what it's based around. Uh, Saga, but that's that like that's not just like a tiny little niche market. Saga by um, Fiona Staples and Brian K. Vaughan. Mm-hmm. It's a, a space opera, Romeo and Juliet. A space opera in a comic, so you have to thing? read the lyrics and imagine. No, that it's not. It's space not opera like Star Wars. Oh okay. no, not like Star Wars, but kind of like Romeo and Juliet with like a cast of based opera like Babylon Five. Yeah, uh, um, that'd be way up there. That's a hugely successful comic book. That Clerks, Clerks the comic book. Mm-hmm. Clerks comic book. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be hugely mm. successful either. Yeah, I'm saying a lot. Just basically go back and look at Oni Press in the '90s and early 2000s. Uh, well, Fatal had also had Fatale. quite a lot of Fatal. Yeah, yeah, Fatal is a comic about basically. H.P. Lovecraftian yeah. femme fatales in Hollywood in Hollywood in the 20s through, yeah but but then also in other times right in the like 70s keeps going in the, in the 70s then in the old west uh, what do you call it American Vampire oh yeah, yeah American Vampire weird. is pretty good and even Sandman is not necessarily a superhero it has superpowers but it's not like there's no origin story except that beings exist so dreams do like yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of thing so something that's not the same Swamp yeah, Thing. Bane. Swamp Thing. Yeah, even I guess he's not necessarily <laughs> a hero, but he's... He's a, not a hero, and he, it also gets fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so right. fucking crazy. Because, okay, uh, so let me give you some examples of, like... Animion is definitely a superhero, but, but he's yeah. a superhero that, that has a... Any, basically anything that Alan Moore writes, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, um... But a lot, yeah. Alan Moore, <clears> Garth Ennis, <throat> Transmet, like, Warren Ellis, mm-hmm. like... There's a lot, I would say. Okay. Yeah, anything Alan Moore. Like, like think, V, V for Vendetta is not anywhere close to a superhero comic. Um, hmm. I'm blanking. The, the Jack the Ripper one. From Hell? From Hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah from Hell also. That is a, a dark study on murder. Okay, it's so hard to read, though. Because it's, it's, it's a study. <laughs> but it's also handwritten, right? Yeah. Like, all the, all the speech books <clears> are handwritten. Lost so. Girls, which is his weird... <laughs> weird. Weird uh, fairy tales. Boys? No, it's... Well, you know, sexy 
fairy tale way. And not just her. It's like everybody. It's like basically erotic fan fiction with tons and tons of underage sex, right? Because yeah. all these characters yeah. are like preteens girls. or teens. Uh, like when they like Alice and Dorothy and all them are all young, and then they're all just getting fucked, and then it's pages and pages of fucking, and you're like, thanks, Alan Moore. This was yeah. – you should have kept this at home. <laughs> Why is this published? Yeah, that's I get that you worked on it long. with one of your many wives, but you should have kept this at home. But even then, you, you probably should have read the back cover before you brought it home yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The best is have you seen, like, they're, they're published so nicely. Like, there's the big box set, like the three hardcover. Like, I was like, these really look really good. They look good on a shelf. Would never want to buy them. <laughs> like, mm. Or put them on your shelf. Or put them on my shelf. <laughs> lest anyone flip through them ever. Yeah. Because they look so nice, someone would the, flip the through better, them. The bigger question I'd say would be if, if <clears> Marvel <throat> or DC ever published any of these. I mean, like... Alias. But let me give you a little the, bit of an example of what alias? is not from the West. Jessica Jones. Or how... That stuff happened in the comics. crazy Eastern comics get. Okay, go. All right, so we got uh, one that's actually quite popular. It's called Italia, okay. where European countries and North American countries are personified as people, and then World War II happens, and it's like, Germany, you're being mean. <laughs> like, there, there's that shit. And, but this has been long-running, and it goes through like all of history, and Canada and the U.S. are twins because they're basically the same thing, which I'm not a huge fan of in that, but it's <laughs> Japanese interpretation. <laughs> exactly, I was like... All right? They also have... A, China and Japan are basically the same. Take that, yeah. Japan. Addicted to curry? <laughs> we're the main plot Trump 2016. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Addicted to curry. Addicted to curry is the main plot line is you have a chef with who's a pervert with a heart of gold who fixes everything by cooking people curries of different sorts. But I feel like pervert and with then, a heart of gold is its whole subgenre. Yeah, that <laughs> is a subgenre for sure. But... It's still not a superhero thing. Then you've got Saint Young Man, where you have Buddha and Jesus living in Japan in current times. Nice. Which is weird, but interesting. And one of my personal crazy favorites is Midori Days, where... How do I put this? A teenage girl goes into a coma and wakes up as the right hand of her crush. Huh. Meaning that she is a tiny doll thing on his right hand, and she's completely cognizant and can talk, and he has to pretend that he has a doll on his hand the whole time. And when they take showers, they take it's re- it gets really weird. Like that gets really fucking weird. And there's <clears throat> Aki-can, I don't want to read these comics. <laughs> Akikan, which is the craziest idea ever, because oh, apparently soda cans can anthropomorphize into hot women. And also, there's a raging battle going on between steel cans and aluminum cans to see which one is better. Avi. Yes. I can answer that with a comic that you lent me, which is called Battle Pope. Oh, God. That is a Western comic called Battle Pope, written by (laughs) Walking Dead superstar Robert Kirkman. Good old Battle Pope. Yeah, exactly. There's weird shit in Western comics also. I don't think that... But not the same as, Too much coffee, man! (laughs) Yeah, too much coffee, man. (laughs) But there's, like, every single sport in the world has its own manga. There's one on tennis, one on golf, one on boxing. Mm -hmm. There's a whole series, which I actually love, called Bartender, which is all about people come into a bar, this guy figures out their problem, serves them a drink, tells them a story, and maybe not fix their problem completely, but figures like it out. Offers some insight. 
Ultimate. And he's like, what you need is this Hennessy from 19 blah, blah, blah. And yeah. tell, it's like, who comes up with this crap? Ultimate Warrior Jim Helwig wrote a comic book about the Ultimate Warrior. That is ten times crazy. What about when Public Enemy wrote a comic <clears throat> and then they punched uh, Bush in the face? Or Chuck D punched <coughs> Bush in the face? Senior or junior? <clears throat> Senior. I have a, a biographical comic book of um, Barack Obama. Just, what? Just Didn't telling Chuck his D life story. Did you write that one? Nope. There's no pu- I thought the <clears throat> Public Enemy was somehow involved in the, the, the Barack bio comic. Mm. There, is, there is also one where Spider-Man meets Barack Obama. That's an official Marvel comic. Barack Obama's in canon. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's president in canon. Yeah, there, there's weird mm. comics. I feel we should investigate this further. I like, I'm interested in the weird comics that actually happened. Like, like Marvel comics characters did these things. DC comic characters actually did that. Yeah. Like, oh, you that's mean when weird. Superman was turned into Supergirl for a while because <clears throat> of pink kryptonite? Like that sort of thing? Like, like goes, yeah, like the Punisher is like, uh, someone messed up my face and I need to go into hiding. The plastic sur- Make me unrecognizable unri- so the plastic, sur- plastic surgeon makes him a black dude. Oh yeah, yeah. that was a great 1995 right. to 1997 run. Uh, that kind of stuff. <laughs> like that is... That is a crazy <laughs> yeah, plot twist. And anything that happened in the Silver Age. Yeah, it's modern age. It's mid, mid-90s. Yeah, no, but I'm saying, but also anything that anything happened, that in, happened Silver in the Silver Age. Yeah. Silver oh, Age yeah. comics are all <clears throat> kinds of bonkers. Yeah, Superman being able to move a whole galaxy. Yeah. Like, and that's that's nothing. <laughs> there's there's okay. always those, those pop up in lists. <laughs> what do you call it? Super Dickery. Just basically anything on Super Dickery. Anything on Super Dickery, but there's an article that I read the other <clears> day about... Like times where Daredevil was like weird as shit. <laughs> like and one of them has him like I th- fingering Black Cat and then smelling his fingers. Like that is a yep. Thing. That's a thing that happened. That, <laughs> and you're like, and he has super smell. <laughs> like you're actually like, smelling that all the time. He didn't need to smell his fingers. <laughs> he just needs to stand there. He just did it for fun. Uh, even even just like Silver Age stuff. Some of Daredevil's villains. Early on, like you're not going to see them in in the Netflix series, like Stilt Man. I was going to say, my oh, head was Stilt Man. Stilt Man. <laughs> He's a man with a robot suit that makes his legs long. What about the Hypno Hustler? Like, like the stuff is not going to show up in the Marvel Marvel Comics universe. Like, oh, that's so good. <clears throat> Why wasn't Crazy Quilt in Christopher Nolan's Batman? <laughs> really? <laughs> Come on. Or the Rainbow Crazy Quilt plus the Rainbow Raider plus Keller Moth. Throw in Maxi Zeus, Kite yeah. Man. Like, Maxi Zeus. Maxi Zeus also. <laughs> Maxi Zeus was like later. Mm-hmm. Still shitty. Uh, that's the hour, guys. <laughs> we did it. Yay. <coughs> <coughs> Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number nine T O 
9to5.cc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.